0: Welcome to Brody Sports Talk Season 3, Episode 4. My name is Caleb Walgren, and I am your host. And I'm joined by the Cowboy himself, Derek Resnick. Absolutely. We gotta get that mention in there every now and then. So today, as we continue our team previews of the AFC East, we want to talk about. The J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets,
1: Jets, Jets.
0: Yeah. Uh, They are one of the teams that plays in MetLife Stadium. (laughs) And we have some interesting talking points, I think, about the team that finished next to last in the NFL this past year and had the number two overall pick. Derek, why don't you go ahead and get us started? Where should Jets fans be circling their calendar?
1: Yes, so circle your calendar Jets fans to Halloween 1031 2021. This is the game Bengals coming to the Jets. This is Robert Sala's first win as the Jets head coach, Um, so there are other games that could uh, where he can get the win. Um, He can get that at 912 at the Panthers or um, against the Falcons. But both of those games, that, that'll be uh, October 10th against the Falcons, both of those games are on the road. So, worst case scenario, this will be Robert Sala's first home win. Um, I think that the, the Jets are not going to improve vastly um, over their wins last year and I think with um, I mean maybe you get uh, I mean you, you look at at the do you think they're gonna the Patriots are gonna beat them do you think the Broncos are gonna beat them the Titans are gonna beat them Falcons and so you come to a few weeks into the season and you have the Bengals um, Joe Burrow will be back Zach Wilson will be under quarterback so you'll have this relatively new quarterback versus quarterback uh, game and I think this is where uh, are the new head coach where he gets his first at least home win and the Jets get on track to not go 0-17 to be the very first team to ever go 0-17. Caleb do you have a different game that you're circling on your Jets calendar?
0: I will say that that would be a win about eight weeks earlier than Adam Gase got a win this past season. Uh, roughly. I don't remember exactly when it came, but it was late in the season. Um, I definitely think that it makes sense to say that that would be the first win. Cause if nothing else, they do open up a lot on the road. Kind of like you said, their first two home games are Patriots and then the Titans, both You know, Patriots just missed the playoffs last year and have punched the Jets around the division for a while. Titans, you know, they just got Julio Jones. I don't think that the Jets want that. And then the Bengals are the next home team. And I'm not going to say that the Bengals are a gimme, but I definitely think that when you're looking through here, you don't want to pick the same Darnold revenge game to start the season. You don't want to pick... A game at mile high because you know that that altitude messes with people i think the falcons are going to have a bounce back here i've said that m- multiple times and then you're at new england again so you have all of your new england games in the first six weeks granted that second one is after a bye but i do think that you pick the right one to circle if it goes past that though it's it's not getting any easier you might end up circling November 28th as you travel to the Houston Texans in Texans, yeah. a game that could be against teams that haven't won yet in the whole season. Uh, get excited to pay, you know, $30 for parking to go to that game. Tex- the toilet Bowl! <laughs> well, let's go ahead and uh, flip this around a little bit. And I do want to talk about the strength of the team when it comes to the New York Jets. Now, you could sit here and say, Caleb, why are we talking about the strength of the Jets? They weren't that good. Do they really have a strength that merits a lot of discussion? Well, the answer is we do try to find the positive here at Brody Sports Talk. And when it comes to the Jets, they have a really big positive, And that is called their offensive line. You may not know their skill position players. I think that you'll learn some of them soon. But when you look there and you go, Mackay Becton, yeah, that guy was a beast, and he was really good last year. Elijah Vera Tucker, very versatile offensive lineman that they picked up this past year. Connor McGovern, solid center. Greg Van Roten, who came out of Carolina. Carolina cut him, he had been hurt, and it was a salary cap thing. It wasn't a talent thing. Morgan Moses, another right tackle. Again, it's someone who got cut. Like, the Jets have been the beneficiaries of the salary cap casualties around the league in completely reshaping their offensive line. I think it's really interesting. So you have Shanahan Disciples and Robert Sala and, of course, his offensive coordinator, Mike LeFleur, coming in, completely rebuilding that offensive line. LeFleur knows what it's like to have a... Outstanding left tackle. He had Trent Williams this past year. He, they've got Mikai Bechton. They're happy about that. And the other thing is, who's the GM of the New York Jets? Oh, that's Joe Douglas. Where did he come from? Philly. What does Philly value the most? Offensive line. So it's not a surprise that when you look at the depth chart, and you may go to certain positions and go, is Corey Davis and Jamison Crowder really the best receivers on the Jets? Mm, I'm not sure what I think about that. But the whole point is give the receivers time to get open because they're going to be blocking everyone that's in front of them. Derek, what do you think? I know you're an O-line guy. Uh, I feel like we say that almost every episode. If not, it's very often. Where do you think, as far as this Jets offensive line, do you think it might be a top 10 offensive line in the league?
1: I think that this this line has the talent to do that. So the first check that you write each month is the mortgage. The second is, into, is to the insurance on the house. Um, they just drafted a big name, big arm uh, quarterback, and they need to protect him. That's exactly what you're doing. You you invested in Makai Becton, who I think is just a star uh, for me. He's a great interview. Um, Every time that that he gets in front of the press, he's very humble, very funny. Um, The type of guy that you want in that New York media space. Uh, For me, uh, Connor McGovern, great guy, great center, um, great uh, stabilizing force on your offensive line. And then, of course, their their draft pick of Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, I, th- I think their line is going to be a big strength for them, um, and that's where you have to start. You start the offensive line, you start the defensive line, and you build backwards because if you can get those 350-pound men moving in the right direction, you can run the ball. If you get those 350-pound men moving in the right direction, you can toss the ball towards someone wearing green. I don't know who's going to catch the ball, but um, you can you can actually play football if you have someone in front of your quarterback. And for me, that's the starting point. That is, you know, you no not one more yard. You just keep keep that offensive line, and you move forward with them. Uh, so yeah, this is a team. Definitely where they're investing is the offensive line, and that's exactly where they need to be. Speaking of strength of the team, um, spoiler alert for the previous is our new players to watch. For me is Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, getting drafted um, after Zach Wilson, traded back up to get to get him. This is the best possible uh, thing the Jets could do. Because what you don't want is two players who are big name, big stars, and are going to change the outcome of a game um, that everyone's going to look at. So offensive the linemen they get drafted, and they kind of just fade into the background until they do something incredibly wrong, a.k.a. Garrett Boyles for the Denver Broncos for a few years. Um, you don't want to know your offensive linemen's Names because they're probably doing something wrong. Um, Zach Wilson, their new quarterback out of BYU. I think he's a great player. Um, I don't know if I would have chosen him at two because there's a couple of other guys that I would have uh, probably chosen over him. But his film out of the BYU Pro Day where he does a little bootleg and throws the ball out into the wild blue yonder probably over the mountains, probably secured his, his number two uh, overall pick. He's got the looks for New York. He's got the smile. And uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching out for for Zach Wilson. And right beside him is going to be Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, Caleb, are you watching someone else on 2021's J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets?
0: So the Jets definitely were not spenders in free agency. They are still trying to just take some balance. I do have to go ahead, though, and give a big shout out to the second round pick that they picked up this year in Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. A lot of people saw him as a potential first round guy. Uh, I know that a lot of people potentially had the Packers taking him. And... Let's face it, Ole Miss has had some great receivers go into the league the last couple of years. If Elijah Moore turns out to be in the ballpark of A.J. Brown or D.K. Metcalf, you're more than happy you spent a second-round pick on him. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a surefire lock that he is, but if he is, he's going to be Zach Wilson's best friend and primary target of the Jets' offense. Let's go ahead and go to a position battle. I don't know about you guys. One thing I love in sports is when you can see a position where you know that they're going to have to get to camp. And there is a question mark currently in the starting spot because one, especially here, it's a new coaching staff. And two, there's just not a standout person in that position right now. And that position for me, for the New York Jets, is at running back. Where do you go? So let's go ahead and introduce the contenders here. And Derek, if you want, I'll let you interject in between each one with any notes or any thoughts you may have on them here. But I'm going to go ahead and get us started with Michael Pirine. Obviously, he's a second-year player out of Florida, very young. He's 23. He has a total of... 75 NFL touches, <laughs> and he has a total of two touchdowns to his name. So if you're going with well, Michael Perrine, it is not because of experience. You're doing it based off of the fact that you think that he has a chance to shine and be a star. Now, he wasn't super high-drafted out of Florida last year, but he has been solid for, you know, he showed up, he played late last year for the Jets as a fourth-round pick uh, after they, you know, decided to to give him some more touches. But definitely unproven. Uh, where do you kind of stand as far as Michael is concerned?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a good enough player, and I think that what we'll get to here in just a moment is most of the the running backs um, that are in today's NFL is, is running back by committee um, because you don't really have that workhorse. Um, big uh, state, you, you don't have that, that one big running back that runs on every single down. You have specialists and you have um, other players. So yeah, I think that uh, Michael. Has potential and we will see what would Mike. Lafleur does does with them um, because we could say one thing uh, this week and they could have the best running running game in the history of the NFL this year and we would have no idea um, what's coming. They have they have talent at the running back position, but um, you know we'll just see.
0: So next up for. The Jets is the former 49er who came over because he knows the offense, and that is Tevin Coleman. Uh, Tevin Coleman was someone who would have starred with Shanahan several times. You know, he's former 49er, former Atlanta Falcon. The reason he is in the NFL is because he fits offenses like this if you're looking for experience or the veteran in the running back room, Tevin Coleman is your guy. He's 28. Now the question is, how much do you think that you put in to having an experienced running back handling the load versus having an experienced running back setting the tone in the room? I don't know how much of the the touches are going to get to him. he didn't play much last year. He sprained his knee in week two and went on injured reserve. He ended up getting reactivated later, but Tevin Coleman's 2020 season was not one to write home about. He, he literally had 28 rushes for 53 yards, which is a 1.9 yard per attempt. That's bad. If you didn't, I'm assuming you didn't need me to tell you that that's bad. Uh, Before that, he's usually around four, 4.8, not anything to, to write home about, but definitely more of a solid runner. And the most touchdowns he ever had in one year was back in 2016 with eight. So compared to Michael, Tevin Coleman has the experience, and he also is the one who is the most familiar with the offense. I don't know if he's the most talented, and I do think that it could be something where they say, let's let Coleman start the season, as some of these guys are still learning the offense. But it's going to fade, even if he does start the season as the starting running back. Derek, where are you kind of at as far as the former Hoosier Tevin Coleman?
1: Hmm. Yeah, so uh, Tevin Coleman is um, exactly what you just said. He's he's a, a person who knows the offense, and that's that's why he's on the team, is because he's going to to either teach. Or he is going to be the the warm pair of slippers that the coaching staff can go to when you need someone that runs your offense. Um, so he he knows it. He knows how to run it. He knows left, right, and backwards um, how to how to run that particular offense. And so you know he's he's going to be there. He's there for a reason. He may not have. A bunch of touches or a bunch of yards, but he'll probably come in clutch throughout the middle part of the year when people start figuring out the offense more and how this uh, this team runs. He'll probably be able to, to, to get in there and show a different look, uh, a couple of different plays, and be a, a contributor that way.
0: Now, as far as the other contenders at running back, we do have Ty Johnson. They picked him up off waivers from Detroit last year, partway through the season. He did have a really good game against the defense that uh, didn't hardly exist. Uh, That's also known as the Las Vegas Raiders defense. Uh, But he had 22 rushes for 104 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, that's not shabby for someone who was cut and got picked up and end up playing a few weeks later and he did score a touchdown when they beat the Rams. And we all know the Rams defense was nothing to shake a stick at last year. They were a good defense. Uh, Ty Johnson's definitely a a contender as well. Younger. He'll be turning 24 during the season this year. And the other contender is Michael Carter, the fourth round pick, not to be confused with their defensive back, (laughs) Michael Carter, the third. Yes. It's confusing for you jets fans. I'm sorry. Um, Michael Carter is definitely someone who I think will get more touches as the year continues. Uh, Fourth round pick. He went to North Carolina. People were pretty high on him during the draft. I remember people saying that he might be better than Harris and or Etienne. And clearly both of them went in the first round and Carter went in the fourth. So you could either say the Jets got a steal or a lot of those draft pundits were wrong. And it's probably somewhere in the middle, but he's definitely the youngest. And I think that he's got a shot because who doesn't have a shot at taking a commanding role in this offense? Uh, Derek, where do you feel about Ty or Michael?
1: Yeah. So I think one of the things that you have to, to look at when you have running backs um, is, is their fit with the quarterback? You know, does this particular running back? Look at the feet of the quarterback. See where he's going meld. Well, um, you know. Become open better under this this route or this route, and so I mean, the Jets don't pay a lot of money on running backs on that particular position. Doesn't uh, you know doesn't hurt their their calf space too much to have. Or four guys on the roster running uh, as a committee, you know, especially when you're picking up guys from Detroit and things like that. So, you know, uh, right now, because it's it's not just a position battle, but it's a who's going to come out on top um, in this offense battle, um, I think that's what we're going to see when training camp gets underway.
0: Definitely. And Friends, I definitely want to thank you all for listening to the New York Jets team preview episode of Brody Sports Talk. As always, you can find our merch. Oh, did I? I I'm over under. Not. Oh, you know, over under win totals. My bad. I just, I'm I'm ready to get to my script, apparently. Uh, Derek, why don't you go ahead and lead us off? Over yeah. under six and a half wins. Uh, of course, those six and a half wins are stolen from draft kings so
1: yeah so thank you draft kings if you want to sponsor us please dms are always open um let us know and uh i will not be gambling on the jets next year um to win 6.5 games i'm going under i think that they i don't even think it's, they're going to get close to six i think they're going to get three maybe four um That's I mean just looking at the schedule they don't have a whole lot of those going you know back to back we can win two in a row we'll get some uh, you know get some momentum or anything like that first year head coach head coach that you know does not have a whole lot of head coaching experience um, out there so you know this is a a rebuild I put them at uh, I put them under six point five what do
0: you think Caleb? Uh, I'm also going under six and a half. I think that it's just not quite enough to turn it around. I don't know that I'm going to go as low as three or four, especially with it being a 17 game season this year. They had two. Let's say the coaching staff and the improvement on the offensive line and quarterback is enough for three wins. That still only gets them to five. You know, I just don't think that, and that's making some pretty big assumptions (laughs) that, you know, that the the offensive line and the quarterback has improved that much without losing other things at other positions. Uh, I do think that the jets are trying to do the rebuild the right way. I just don't think that they're going to see it this year. Um, I do somewhat think it's interesting that we pick the Bengals because the Bengals are someone who I somewhat circle and go, are they rebuilding the wrong way? You know, Was drafting Jamar Chase instead of Penisuel a mistake? Possibly. Yes. (laughs) And so while I do also go under, I'm not necessarily slamming them as hard as as I think I might. Uh, Also, I will give Sean's thoughts here. Sean currently not recording with us, but he will be back here in a few days. He also went under. So that's a clean sweep for the under for the Jets. Just really tough. I feel like if it would have been five and a half or four and a half, it would have been a lot easier to potentially bite on the over. But six and a half is a lot. That means we're talking about seven wins. And I just don't see seven wins on this schedule. Sorry, Jets fans. Now I can go into the closing. So as I already told you, this is Brody Sports Talk. Thank you for listening to the Jets episode. You can find our podcast on Linktree, L I N K T R. EE slash Brody Talk, and that there you can find all the different podcast platforms that you can subscribe or leave us reviews, such as five star reviews on Apple Podcasts or PodChaser. Also, uh, we've got our merch in there. You never know when it's uh, a time when you want to break out some some nice merch. Maybe get a sticker for the the laptop you're going to send with your kid to school or something like that. Uh, Stickers are cheap too, so never hurts. I will say we've got coming up, we've got the weekend recap on Monday, and then we're going to go ahead and hit the New England Patriots episode next to finish off the AFC East. And on behalf of Derek and Sean, my name is Caleb Walgren, and I am signing out. Bye, guys.